1: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
0: Hi, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinemile, where we walk to and from... The movies. However, only one of us is walking to the movies right now. Yes, it's me. Uh, so, long story short, we it's not s-
1: a long story. We've no babysitter. Short story short, <laughs> we've no babysitter. <laughs> so I'm going to the movie first, and then Dave's going. We've done this before. We did it for our hundredth episode when we went to see Shape of Water, La Forma del Agua. And uh, we both went separately and then reviewed after, and we're doing that again for First Man.
0: Yeah, so Cathy's going for the uh, half two showing, I'm going for the 5.15 showing. I'm not sure why everyone needs that yeah, level of really detail, specific, but now you have it, alright? You have it. And so I'm
1: actually really excited, because as much as I love going to the cinema with my wonderful husband, I really love going to the cinema my own. And actually, like when, you, when you're when you working full-time and you have a baby, you don't really get any like time to yourself, so quite nice to get some time to myself what are, you gonna,
0: what are, what are we talking you're definitely going to get a large I'm talking popcorn.
1: a large coffee
0: coffee. Coffee. P- coffee and popcorn
1: probably a large coffee and a medium popcorn because I got a large popcorn in the cinema last time and it was astronomically huge so I can't do that to myself
0: hang on coffee coffee and popcorn yeah. near, near, near the two shall oh
1: they meet they meet in meet. afternoon screenings of the cinema anyway we're going to see first man um, which is the new movie from director Damien Chazelle Who made La La Land and Whiplash I always else? think his
0: name is Damien Gazelle <laughs> might In be. my head
1: It's from the director Damien Gazelle So he's done Whiplash and uh, La La Land So I loved Whiplash We both did La La Land I really
0: <laughs> You just liked, sang
1: that title Really liked What? You just, I, I'm good.
0: When you listen back to this later You're going to hear yourself La La Land
1: <laughs> Did I? Anyway La La Land had a lot about it that I liked <gasps> Which albeit. movie? I'm not saying it again Albeit La La I had issues with some of it um, It was one of our More spirited reviews Actually
0: Yeah I know people On the uh, listeners To this like When we argue Because you're all Sadistic voyeurs yeah. Um And you you like watching The This marriage Crumble <laughs> apart Over movies Well
1: ireland uh, La Was one of our Earlier <coughs> crumbles Yeah
0: with a big argument Over yeah. the ending of it, But that. I mean I
1: still really I mean Admire the movie So I'm a big fan Of the director And I'm a big fan Of Ryan Gosling The uh, the plot of the movie itself I don't know And I haven't even seen a trailer All I know that <laughs> you is You don't know It's about Neil Armstrong Have you, Are
0: you familiar with I, real life That's
1: what I'm saying <laughs> Are you familiar I haven't with haven't
0: even seen a
1: trailer One of the most famous Moments to say. in human history What I'm trying to say is It is of no interest to me The subject matter in the movie Like zero interest So this is pure star power Drawing me in Same I,
0: I uh, We've seen the trailers for this Usually when I, I watch a seen. trailer Speak for
1: yourself well, I was in the cinema with you oh. when it came on well I wasn't paying attention d- then oh
0: wow you really don't pay attention <laughs> um, I yeah normally I, d- I try to avoid trailers for movies I want to see so I watched it because I don't want to see this uh, because this looks because it's
1: about New Armstrong Landing on the Moon boring
0: so boring I mean that. I'm bored I'm bored by <laughs> biopics in general yeah
1: not a genre I'm into no
0: so boring I like this. I find it very and I can't imagine where he's going to find dramatic Tension in but here. I
1: trust in him that he will. I genuinely trust in the director, and I trust Ryan Gosling's taste; like he picks good scripts.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm the only thing that interests me is the talent involved in it, and I'm, I'm also interested expecting to see really
1: good music. I know, I know, like there's not going to be music La, La Land or Whiplash level music, but it's not a musical. Spoiler I know, but alert. what I expect from this director is a really good use of music, so that's what I'm hoping to see.
0: Oh, you mean like sort of soundtrack 1960s soundtracks? Oh, yeah, soundtrack, soundtrack scores,
1: stuff. you know, like there's really inventive ways of viewing music that aren't just in musicals.
0: Okay, so anyway, uh, I've.
1: We better go because I'm going to miss the I, movie. I was talking
0: about how I'm not interested in this. Oh, sorry. And you just
1: keep cutting off, sorry. cutting me off
0: because you want to talk about the 1960s soundtrack that you're speculating <laughs> might or might not be I'm in. I'm picturing
1: mermaids level soundtracks, okay? <coughs>
0: okay, so I, yeah, this looks boring. The trailer looked boring, um, filled with bits like, um, Dad, are you going to be okay? Um, you promise you're going to come back it's like what, is the, if that's going to be the, the movie like I, I'm not invested because spoiler alert he, do, he did came he did came back
1: he, well he didn't he go come, to the moon he right? didn't come back he didn't go to the moon it was all fake
0: yeah I thought yeah do you think the movie will go into Stanley Kubrick making it on a backlo- maybe. backlog maybe Yeah.
1: but what I really do think is I need to get going now because I'm looking forward to having okay, a long time to myself because this movie appears to be quite long doesn't it
0: this is actually two hours and 20 minutes, unlike the fake two hours and 20 minutes that Google tells you that Venom is. Yes,
1: um, so, okay,
0: fine. <laughs> All right, bye.
1: Here we go. Six, five, four, three, two. Do you question whether the program's worth the cost in money in and in lives? You're down here and you look up and you don't think about it too much, but space exploration changes your perception. and It allows us to see things that we should have seen a long time ago. We have serious problems. We've got this under control.
0: You're a bunch of boys. You don't have anything under control. Hi we're back uh, I have just seen First Man Cathy has saw it three hours ago I mean I've
1: already forgotten it no I haven't um, <laughs> you do have a
0: terrible memory I haven't for forgotten it
1: but it, it was a nice experience actually to see the movie then go home and actually like, do a little bit of reading on it which I don't normally have time to do um, so yeah I like so you've got a huge advantage
0: on me I mean saying.
1: it's not a competition but if it were <laughs> I would win um, so yeah I mean top line so as I said the 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 premise of this movie i.e. the moon landing held zero interest to me um, I was interested in it because of essentially the star power with the director and the the leading man um, and it being the new big release and it is like NASA's 60th anniversary whatever that means I don't particularly care but I get that's why they they launched it now and of course not at all because it's Oscar season um, so a bit th- early for Oscar season though <laughs> not really I mean we're in October yeah, you'd be
0: surprised what gets forgotten about by the time April comes around. Also,
1: please excuse the fact that we've got a very cranky baby in the buggy. You may hear whining. Um, so, I surprised myself in that I enjoyed this movie a lot, actually. Um, despite the running time, I did enjoy it. I admire a lot of things about it. One of which is that, you know, we all know the ending, and yet the movie managed to be suspenseful. Um The parts of the movie that I really enjoyed were the parts around Neil Armstrong's family and friends. And there was so much grief and loss and that really surprised me and I found that really upsetting. Um, and, And part of it was around, you know, people being ill and then a lot of it was around, like, so many men who sacrificed their lives for this mission. And then the way it was framed in the movie, which I really thought was interesting, was was a bit sceptically. Like, why? Like, I felt like the question was posited, was any of this worth it? Um, Like, you know, there's all these men are dying. There's poverty, um, specifically called out in the movie, though I know not as much as some people would have liked. It's like the fact that, you know, in the States at that time, people of colour had no rights and were struggling for equality, and and yet white men are going to the moon. And there was that amazing song that I'd never heard, and you'd never heard either, because we... Just briefly spoke about it before now. Why she's on the moon, which is amazing. Um, So everyone should listen to that song, even if you're not going to see this movie. And yeah, so it it really did frame it. You know, there's always that with humanity, like right now in England with Brexit, it's happening, and the government is just wasting so much energy and money on Brexit. And I do say wasting. I'm sorry, I'm not politically going to say otherwise. And there's so many people in England who are in the breadline, and they're bringing in universal benefits and looks like the average person who's on benefits is going to lose 50 pounds a week and yet the government is perfectly willing to squander hundreds of millions of pounds on Brexit for some achieving some higher goal that's been completely forgotten about and nobody cares about and I really was watching this movie in that context um so I felt like Wait, why
0: are we talking about Brexit because
1: I just thought like it's, it's all political gain like it was all political capital for JFK and I think in the movie actually they probably didn't kind of stress enough that really it was all a Soviet race, right? That was why they were doing it. It was mentioned, but, you know, it's all, it's all well and good to be like, oh, humanity wants to get to the moon. But it was political capital. and um, So anyway, I enjoyed the way they framed that. I'm really glad to see it was all framed like that and that actually not a lot of it was set in space because that would have been, like, basically Apollo 13, which nobody needs to see again. Um, so, yeah, and I think Ryan Gosling was really good, as I always do... Um, I've never seen any footage of Neil Armstrong so I don't know how closely aligned he is with him and then Claire Foy who I don't really know other than having seen an episode of The Crown which I wasn't impressed with and I don't like watching things about the British monarchy generally so I don't know her as an actress albeit I know she's very critically acclaimed in that role and she just Wasn't given much to do In this movie So I was really disappointed To see that the
0: She made a lot of very little
1: She did But but from a script perspective I felt like actually Josh Singer wrote it And he's obviously Won an Oscar for The Post And things like that Which was no, also very I think very, he won an Oscar For Spotlight Or Spotlight sorry Um, I was just disappointed that, that she was so underwritten Now there were a few Really compelling moments For her character Like like her husband's in space and she's at home and the immediacy of children is very well established because her kids are fighting over something and she has to address their fighting and discipline them while she's simultaneously listening to this her husband like being in space and like potentially dying and I thought that was a wonderfully crafted scene of a woman who's juggling domestic life with kind of having this revered hero of a husband but yeah, I felt like she could they could have done a lot more with her um, well, and there are hints at it, and I, and this isn't a spoiler because this is real life. You yes, but careful
0: because there's a lot of details to. No, no, I'm just. Histori- about, I didn't know anything about. No, story. I didn't know.
1: This wasn't in the movie at all, actually. Okay. But I, I read it. Um, apparently, they got divorced in the nineties, and I kind of felt like after hearing that, yeah, I could see that in the movie that would. The nineties. Yeah, like when they're really old, been together a long time at that point, which is unusual. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had a lot of feelings. I, I genuinely enjoyed it and then visually I really enjoy like looking at the, the spacecraft and like it looks like a tin can someone went to space in that I'm presuming that was like accurate apparently quick side
0: note the, um, the, the phones in our pockets have more computing power individually than the entire uh, spacecraft oh that my went god
1: vid- I didn't even get now I don't understand how presuming it's all real and they did do the moon landing which you know I it enjoy is. being can sceptical we, about can we just uh, the- I enjoy the scepticism anyway but How in the sixties could someone in that in Houston be speaking to someone in space?
0: Well, radio, radio. Um, <coughs> well, I, well, firstly, I don't know. I don't
1: know. I uh, was. Like, I, don't How is this happening? <laughs> I don't
0: know the answer to that. I was but blown it's not, away by That's not implausible because radio waves do. Ra- radio waves apparently continue <coughs> ad infinitum for thousands of years because apparently. They travel. Um, oh my god, I'm going to butcher this. But they—they—they they, they travel right? at the speed of sound, right? Radio waves, say, um, or something like that. Dave but that, anyway, there are potentially aliens um, a thousand light years away from us who are just now receiving um Radio or television signals from 60 years ago. Okay. Which is a great plot point in a Futurama episode.
1: Okay, great. Well, anyway, <laughs> I was, the technology of it, I have to say, I got a kick out of because I just couldn't believe. And then I found like loads of moments genuinely sad in terms of the accidents of the previous astronauts because obviously I didn't know this at the time, but his launch was Apollo 11, so there's 10 before that, um, a lot of which seemed to end terribly. So, yeah, overall I surprised myself at enjoying it. Um, I definitely have issues in terms of um, I just I think it's a waste to get an actress like Claire Foy into a role like that Um, but ultimately I mean I think Ryan Gosling delivers an amazing performance very well directed and I'm really impressed that somebody could keep attention up in a a, for me (coughs) a situation that A I have no interest in and B I know the ending of
0: Okay can we can I before I talk about what I thought just to address your, your point about Claire Foy I disagree I think I think she made the absolute most of that role. And I, I think the well, I'm role. I'm not criticising the no, no, actress. No, I know you aren't. But, but does that role need to be bigger? I don't think so. I think this is a Neil Armstrong biopic. It's based on a book about Neil Armstrong. Okay, in, Dave, but in if his you say story, that. she's a supporting character. And in this movie, she's a supporting character and a very crucial part of his mindset and his family dynamic. But this movie is very much about him and everybody else is tangential and okay
1: but take that back for a minute right if someone's wife is a supporting character in their life how do you get to work every day if your wife's not at home minding your kids? How do you get to work every day if your wife's not cooking your meals and minding your home? What if Claire, if that wife had just fucked off? What would Neil Armstrong have done then? So actually, she's really pivotal to his life. And don't get me wrong, she was written into this movie much more than other wives in other movies have been. I'm just saying, in this day and age, I was surprised that she still yeah, hang on. had such a small role. Don't,
0: don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not <coughs> implying, you seem to be saying that I'm implying that Wives are uh, no, I know you're not are that. play supporting roles in I'm their husband's I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's I don't. Not what I'm, saying. I'm saying
1: in a biopic, which is, this is, somebody's spouse for decades is more than a bit part. Yes, but this okay, but this this
0: isn't really the story of them and their relationship. But this the is movie a story about. Like that, no, no, but it's not. It's a story of human achievement shown through the lens of one man's own sort of. The reasons that he's doing it, and, and the, the very personal and like introverted reasons that he's doing that, she's she's there to sort of bring that out in him. It's not that's the story that uh, Josh Singer wrote. Is not about so you're saying her. She's a so plot it felt, felt appropriate. It felt
1: appropriate. She, she kind of is a little bit of a plot point. So she's the equivalent but, of, and re- I can't remember the term, but a, a woman who dies to serve a man's plot. She's the equivalent of that, but she's just a woman who serves meals to serve his no, plot. No, hang on. Okay, look, I'm.
0: Okay, at the at the risk of sounding sexist, and I abs- absolutely don't want to and I'm not a sexist but I, I guess all sexists say they're not sexists <laughs> anyway sexists not sexist. <laughs> so now nobody thinks they're a sexist um, <laughs>
1: you're not, I know you're not sexist so oh, it's don't, fine this is a safe space
0: not every not every movie can be all things to all people this so we had we had a movie last year called well, which Hidden Figures which we haven't seen but was specifically about the the, the women um, and the African American women who were part of NASA that weren't called out um, and didn't get any credit and the people behind the scenes. This movie isn't about that. This movie is about Neil Armstrong as a person and how his personal struggles related to him wanting to achieve this particular goal and also what that goal means for humanity and the cost for it on others. It's, no, it's, I get it's, it. It's, it's bigger than that. I know and what it's you're saying. Really... I'm just
1: saying if you're going to get an actress of her calibre, like, like, give her a few more scenes, like.
0: Okay fine yeah. well, look, I- And
1: apparently she was like This amazing synchronised swimmer And that's how we met her This is in my post movie Googling Because I was really interested In her character But there was just Kind of a weird line In the movie When someone's like Did you always like swimming She's like yes And it's like mm. <laughs> We never once see her swimming Yeah I didn't get it I was like <laughs> yeah. Why are they talking about her swimming So again like, She's got this amazing career In like synchronised swimming they they try to reference it in the movie, but they don't properly reference it, so it was a bit weird. But anyway, your thoughts on the movie she, overall? She's
0: there to highlight um, she's all the to have broken really guys. No, no, she's there to highlight uh, how damaged he is. Yeah. And she calls that. So out, she's a classic basically. example
1: of a woman being used to serve a man's plot. Yeah,
0: fine. Um, look, anyway, I still haven't just said what I thought of the
1: movie. Okay, Maybe yeah. We should
0: go back to that. I think. Um,
1: You're too busy saying I'm not sexist, but. <laughs> oh God,
0: look. I, if I've offended anybody. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't mean offensive. to It's It's
1: just like A classic male perspective I know, Yeah
0: but I'm saying This movie is about Men Who ran a space programme And went to space And obviously that With historical context That's what it was That's the world that it was It may be still the world we live in But it, that was the world then And this movie can't be about women as well
1: I'm not saying about women I'm <clears throat> saying about one specific character Where I felt it was underwritten yeah,
0: okay, okay. okay. Anyway, um, I really like this movie. <laughs> Do you know why I liked it? Because it's all about men and I'm a man. And I just really identify Funny. Like, I find it, I rarely get to sit in a movie and look at a character on the screen like, I identify with him because I'm also a man. <laughs> and I dream of being an astronaut. Now I thought, I know I said before I went in that I wasn't excited for this, and I wasn't. Uh, but I was totally wrong. This is a, this is a brilliant piece of work. I thought it was superb. I was like... It got me...
1: Oscar's screaming with straight excitement. Straight
0: away. <laughs> he's having the time of his life here. Uh, the movie got its hooks into me... Straight away. We'll talk about that in spoilers. Um, oh my
1: god, he's done it again. We've lost a interview. Sh-
0: oh, Oscar, where's your sock?
1: Keep talking, I'll, I'll
0: find it. Did it go... Is it under the buggy? Okay. Um, it, got, it got its claws right into me... Um, and you're right. I think you, you addressed the point that it's not about the moon landing, really. Well, it, that's the goal. But the, the, they very cleverly don't use that for suspense or tension because... Well, they can't because we know the outcome. But they very much focused it on the journey and the failures and the attempts to get there. And what what you don't realise as an audience member is just how long it took... To get to Apollo Eleven, and that's what this movie is. It's the journey and the human perseverance and endurance, and so. At the, at, at, as you said, the cost, the cost of getting there, was so high in terms of dollars Basically, and lives. Basically, people
1: were expendable.
0: Yes, and I so, never knew that was fascinating and and terrifying <laughs> and very, and very much suspenseful. And I felt the I felt the emotion of that. So, I felt
1: like because they were all living together in this compound, called astronauts. It's like who's going to die next. Like that's literally what I felt like.
0: Yeah. It was it's, it's superbly done. Um and then on a on a very sort of technical level this movie is just crafted so beautifully. It's a little bit like Dunkirk in that it's uh, very much an experience when when they're in the the tin can as you said you f- you feel like you're in there with them and I think they brought that to life so amazingly and i feel like damien chazelle will get all the credit for this because that's how that's how audiences and largely uh, the film media tend to address movies it's like director damien chazelle brings this thing to life but i think what people forget is that the director is the leader fine but he's You know, and and I think he's a really good director because he's brought... I've seen three of his movies now and they're just beautifully realised and put together. But he's steering a whole team of people and I would actually like to call out specifically because I was thinking in this movie the points of this, the parts of this movie that I thought worked really well and I think chiefly was the sound. I think the sound design in this movie when he... when they're first... when he's in the Gemini 8 um, uh, mission and he first goes into space the the sound effects of the rattling as yeah, they're lifting that was terrifying. off terrifying absolutely terrifying like the audio in this it's it very there's another much scene
1: audio but I'll mention in spoiler street that I found profoundly moving
0: i thought um now i wanted to call out some I, I, again I, i'm not
1: you don't i'm not say a film crew
0: i don't know well i was going to say someone's name but then i looked and it's just credited on imdb as sound department 32 people but the <laughs> the fact
1: is 32
0: people worked on the sound for this movie and I thought it was executed perfectly and to complement that the editing in this movie is superb there's nothing like a traditional biopic and linear well it's linear but it's it's very much there was no there's no dialogue or talking during those well there are but it's all technical stuff and it's all background you're very much in there with Neil and the guy from Girls and um you're feeling what they're feeling. It just shows you their face and it shows you them looking out the window. I thought, crucially, the way they shot that that scene, that particular um, launch, you don't get any exterior shots of the craft. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's the- so claustrophobic. It's so beautifully done. Uh, I thought it was just absolutely epic. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I was blown away by it as a as a movie and I would absolutely recommend getting out there to see it. On a on a sort of emotional, personal level by focusing on Neil Armstrong and his personal loss and his experiences with grief and how he internalises it all and then converts that sort of energy into this mission and this focus, I thought was so well done Ryan Gosling is brilliant Claire Foy was great, the whole supporting cast is excellent so I kind of have nothing but good things to say about this
1: and so in terms of the director, what I find interesting is obviously he's made Whiplash and he made La La Land and now he's made this. And Whiplash was an incredible movie. Like it blew us both away. And La La Land, for all that I thought there was false, it was a beautiful movie. Um, this one is, is quite a different scale for him, like to be in this kind of action-y, like, God, special effects world. Um, and and how I think this is identifiable still as a, his movie and not a throwaway Apollo thirteen or anything like that is that this is still You're very. Really much,
0: having a go at Apollo. I 13. I know. I
1: actually want to rewatch it now because <laughs> I kept thinking about it. I even um, I'm going to watch it later. I think because it's on Sky Cinema. And uh, basically, this is just grounded in. I've, to me, it's grounded in in Earth, and the space bits are the extras. But it's the earthly characters and it's the the work of the institution and it's the political backdrop that makes it really interesting and that feels small, like that's almost whiplash level in terms of just the character studies it's just the space of like we know he shot the moon landing on uh, IMAX uh, and all the rest of it.
0: Apparently they shot it in um, a rock quarry at night.
1: Oh but yeah so just to me it still felt like a movie that has, that very much has that specific director vision which I liked because so many movies like this, just anyone could have made them.
0: No, no, I, I, I think that what makes a good director is someone who leads a whole team of people and does it right. I think my point was just simply that the director gets uh, credited yeah. for everything good and bad, um, yeah. when actually it's, that's not always the case. That's like, you don't, people don't go to see an orchestra... And then if the violin string section is particularly good, they say, my God, the conductor nailed it.
1: I know, yeah. Well, they probably do. I don't know. I don't know how people critique orchestras. But one other thing I wanted to mention, well, two things. One, apparently Buzz Aldrin is not impressed that when they landed on the moon, they didn't show them putting the American flag in. Um, so there's been a bit of an, up- an outcry about that. Um, the filmmakers Well, the movie said, basically
0: portrays Buzz Aldrin as a dickhead.
1: Well, subtly enough, but he felt like a bit of an antagonist. But um, the, the filmmakers, and specifically I read a quote from Brian Gosling, said, but we wanted to frame this as a human achievement, not an American achievement. Now, there's enough American flags in this movie. I would have thought that Buzz Aldrin would be satisfied with them. I mean, there must be at least ten of them. Um, and then the it's other not, thing if, is...
0: It's, to be fair, that's not representative of what it was. it was. It was a human achievement, but, yeah, but really it was Aldrin, an American achievement. And him, that's how they like, framed it.
1: For him, it was like amazing moment in his life I guess and he's always like playing second with fiddles <laughs> uh, so he probably wasn't that pleased with how he was represented in the movie but the other point is that interestingly he's not done very well in the box office so far this weekend that's because I guess because Star I, is Born well, and Venom are just so big I think it's hard to compete
0: but also like, like, like you
1: know Venom's the biggest October opening of all time is it? yeah something God. like
0: that um also but like, like we said before we went in we didn't really want to go see this we were just doing it to do a cinema episode so yeah. like I don't think I would have paid money to go it's just
1: not that interesting a topic otherwise. I think and I think yeah. people would be pleasantly surprised to see it um, but anyway look we both recommend it and I do think it's worth seeing in the cinema um, also I forgot to ask <laughs> did you enjoy being in the cinema on your own? No
0: I kind of I kind of missed you Although um, I have to
1: say I didn't miss you What
0: I didn't miss is your Is your flagrant uh, Taking out your (laughs) phone And writing notes Which you have to stop doing Also you were texting me During your screening
1: I Which means
0: Whoever was sitting next to you Was having a right
1: uh, Okay so I need to point out A that No one was either Sitting in my row Nor sitting anywhere Behind me in the cinema So I was the last person In the cinema So no one could see me and secondly, I matter, was inquiring you're not- as to the welfare of my own child
0: Okay, fine, that was fine But I just know that's not the only thing you were doing I bet you you were on The <laughs> Guardian or something, weren't you? You were reading something there at was some point
1: one point during this movie that I have to say I tuned out Which was like...
0: And you took out your phone if as, you he took,
1: was, as he was going to the moon, I was like, I get it, I know he lands So I tuned out for that bit
0: Stop, did you take out your phone?
1: Yeah, and I texted you Cathy, And no. asked how my child was
0: Well, okay, listeners, band together tell Cathy she cannot <laughs> take her phone out during a movie at any stage. I think it's okay if state. no one
1: can see you. I would never do it if someone's next to me. It's not okay. You're
0: bringing light into um to a screen that's supposed to... Like, the whole point of immersion of cinema is that you don't break that for any reason. Yeah, if but somebody you can't see door, if someone behind
1: noise, you has put on their phone unlimited brightness and sent a text message you can't see that
0: no if it's an emergency and fine you were inquiring about our child which you know also implies that you don't think i'm able to look <laughs> so out No, it implies i was really
1: bored at that scene <laughs> to be fair it's like i know he gets to the moon just be there already look the other the we're putting o- a, we're putting a Twitter other, poll is other, it okay
0: in with are there, is there any circumstances where it's okay uh besides an emergency boredom doesn't count i don't think there is I'm okay, sorry anyway. and if I catch you doing it again I what? will have you ejected from the cinema <laughs>
1: great well my point was going to be that I didn't miss you at all and I was really <sighs> happy to be in the cinema my own and I lovely coffee and popcorn so thank you very much burn yeah anyway
0: well you got some really nice phone time I didn't t-
1: you? got some lovely screen time I said, okay. is there anything you want to
0: talk about in spoilers
1: on to spoilers yeah there's a big one I want to talk about okay spoilers. we're
0: spoilers now for First man spoilers yeah. for for real life.
1: Legit spoilers because I don't think these are things that most people would know about no. Neil Armstrong. Okay, spoilers now. Don't complain. We're giving you a warning. This is spoiler street. Okay.
0: Right. Wow. Would you get so patronizing to everybody? Because well,
1: someone left us a shitty iTunes review saying we spoiled something before that we didn't. So, um. Oh my God, Neil Armstrong's daughter. It's devastating.
0: I was in. Oh, I was ruined,
1: devastated, that. and this—that's the bit I was talking about with the sound editing. So, so we see the daughter is ill, and she's in hospital and she's vomiting, and then we see him writing notes in his diary, like because I guess he's like an engineer and he's very scientific about things and he's trying to control this disease, and he's—we just get glimmers of what he's writing, like radiation, what medication she's on, how she's reacting to the medication. And then he's in bed with her, and he's like singing to her. And then he's just and Ryan Gosling plays a really good dad, like he plays a really good dad. And then she's he's rubbing her hair. And then next scene, coffin dropping um, earth on a coffin, and the sound was so shocking. That's
0: confident editing.
1: Oh my god, it was inc- it was in a, it was it was such a gut punch. Like I really didn't expect that because I mean I didn't know what happened to her. And then. So all the family stuff was so sad and then when I was reading up on the wife afterwards apparently the daughter died in their wedding anniversary and they never celebrated the wedding anniversary again and oh. and then they subsequently had another son and, and then what's so sad in this movie and I mean I guess a lot of this is conjecture but just like how, how much Ryan Gosling or Neil Armstrong really wanted to be a good dad but then when he gets home he can't cope with he's not able to actually cope with the demands of being a father like he... he he sorry, I'm giving Oscar snacks as I'm talking. He like very. He'll arrive home and just go straight to his study, and and the kids kind of echoing throughout the movie are like, Dad, will you play with me? Dad, will you play with me? And he's like, No. And often it's just because he wants to spend time by himself. And then there's a scene where they're at a funeral of a close friend, which is really sad, and he just leaves his wife there because he can't cope. And and in the quote I read from her speaking about their marriage post divorce, she said, you know, he was just so quiet. He would he just wouldn't talk about anything with me. And they did really get that across. It's just sad. It's just like, you know, the loss of a child and how that would affect you for the rest of your life. And and then there's a really sad moment, and whether or not it's true, I don't know, but it worked in the movie. Is that he had the daughter's bracelet and he brought it to the moon with him. And That's that was almost so certainly sad. a fictional concept. Yeah, it has to have been. But because Buzz Aldrin had said he was bringing his wife's jewelry to the moon and Neil Armstrong was having none of that at the press conference he was like not into Buzz's showmanship
0: I mean from what we learn of Neil Armstrong in this movie there's no way he told anyone that if he actually did it yeah exactly um,
1: And but I, but two, I love when they're on the moon it entirely showed the, the way this movie wanted to portray their characters Neil Armstrong's like looking off in the distance throwing um, you know his daughter's bracelet down all the rest of it Buzz Aldrin's like, Wee! He's like, oh, yeah. jumping around, like, as you would be, having an absolute laugh on the moon. And Neil's just like, so boring. Like, he's just such a buzzkill even when he's got to the moon. Like, Neil Armstrong certainly didn't come across like someone you'd want to hang out with, did he? I'd rather hang out with Buzz, if I'm being I honest. I love that you just
0: called him a buzzkill.
1: <laughs> okay, I um, didn't even mean to do that. Um, yeah, so I, 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 totally I agree with you. That. But actually,
0: do you know what? I, I, I it, it probably was a, um, a total narrative device, no doubt. But it was a brilliant narrative device, and it, it just was a perfect end to, to the movie. I think Josh Singer, as a screenwriter, is superb. Um, not only did he he manage to uh, focus what is a monumental achievement for humanity <laughs> slash Americans um, into one man's personal sort of um, mission to oh, I can't think of a better phrase than battle his own demons. Yeah. But um Wow, when you say it
1: like that. It's real cliché. It really it? is cliche. with an underwritten wife character <laughs> played by a white, attractive
0: male actor. No, but you know, you know what I mean. It's like, it's like you said. He's sitting. In, he's a man who is faced with um, a problem, which was his daughter's cancer, and he sat down analytically and tried, tried to figure it out from a sort of a mathematical point of view, because that's how his brain, his engineer brain, worked. And he wasn't able to. And there's a very sad moment after the funeral where he puts that book away
1: oh god and then this one brief scene we see the wife's in bed and he says I'm going to work which is like the day after the funeral which is just weird like even in work they don't expect him and then the camera pans out and there's actually a small little bed next to their bed and that's obviously where she'd been sleeping because she was ill and that bit just was like so devastating to me And so yeah I just thought that was all amazing Um,
0: but they basically that's how he dealt with his own grief was working
1: well so the movie posits
0: Oh of course but the yeah. movie it's a, it's a piece of fiction you know we don't know what happened behind closed doors but and and you have to tr- you have to treat it like that but i think as a piece of fiction rooted in real life i think this is a really excellent screenplay um and another thing that
1: well ex- again excellent in most ways, but not in how it portrays the wife character, we can agree to disagree. But she was underwritten. Fair enough. We've, so wouldn't we've say covered that off, of But I think I know. But, but I I'm think just the saying, way don't say he's an excellent scriptwriter.
0: No, but if he is, I think if you look at his work in on Spotlight and The Post and this, there's a very clear thread running through all of those, which is groups of people working together and overcoming an insurmountable task.
1: Yeah, true. And also, that's funny with Damien Chazelle. Chazelle because Whiplash um, is all about a guy pursuing his dream to be you know his very intense dream to be a drummer that's actually a
0: very different La La movie Land, that's a very intimate no but I'm talking about
1: in terms of the intent of the main characters La La Land is um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling like desperate like above anything else above personal relationships to achieve their goal and actually yeah, Neil Armstrong's doing the same thing here so they I mean they obviously sued each other they, for the, as a writer and director to be together but yeah in terms of spoilers that, that was all I wanted to talk about was the um that, that element but of, actually, the, of that's family what,
0: that's what I like give a
1: spoiler because I was shocked when that happened in the movie Same.
0: that's what I liked about this movie though it's general themes of um, and the, the Martian was very good at this as well there's no villain in this movie really um,
1: just Buzz being like vaguely a bit <laughs> of
0: a dick <laughs> really weirdly played <laughs> which I really enjoyed um, although great, I like Corey Stoll as an actor the um I know this I love him. M- this movie's a celebration of the human spirit in a way. And but it but it's also confident enough to question that and what at what. Well, cost. it just make me but think
1: honestly as a as a viewer and how the movie was framed. I really thought it wasn't it's not worth it. Yeah. I don't think. Particularly cuz
0: they got up there and it was just nothing but nothing a lot of rock. And like
1: <laughs> but there's so many problems in this world, in this planet that we live on. And you know so many problems with inequality and like rich versus poor and with the environment and with you know, like, homeless crisis. There's so much bad stuff in this world. What are people wasting money going to another planet for? I just don't believe in it. And the movie, they really try to show oh they kept showing the moon and I did enjoy that like throughout the movie you saw the moon all the time whether no, he's I th- like playing with the kids or playing that and t- to try and show us what Neil's thinking about all the time I thought that was
0: hammered on a little well, bit I too I got much. it
1: because for a character who doesn't speak very much they had to find a way to show his goals
0: the moon was the villain
1: the moon is the villain yeah but and they're all like it's about us looking outward as a race and I thought but no you should be looking inward as a race and that's why that as a race of uh, species I mean um, and and that's why, honestly, I did think the Whitey on the Moon scene, which was very brief. I, I wish they'd done a little bit more with that because that was so interesting. And, like, to me, just kind of summed up how I was feeling about the whole thing, which is, like, at the end of the day, it's just a big dick-swinging competition. Like, who yeah. cares? I don't care if Russians get to the moon. I don't care if Americans get to the moon. I get that it's an amazing, like, feat, but ultimately I'm just... I'm not impressed by it and to say I'm not impressed by someone landing on the moon I realise is ridiculous but what I'm impressed by is someone doing right for their fellow man and this movie is just in that sense not impressive what it's showing me
0: actually the movie does that really well because for the first two thirds of the movie we spend it all in this tiny little compound there is no outside world and we, we just have these astronauts and their own personal experiences and, we, and the movie makes us invested yeah, in that yeah it and really then,
1: did make me invest in them as humans
0: but then suddenly two thirds of the movie out of nowhere we get this montage of which is news footage it's that song White Whitey's on the Moon <laughs> and suddenly you're like whoa hang on you know it just hammers this uh, actual world context
1: and they keep saying like everyone in the country at that point and was like brilliant. this is a waste of money like everyone was saying it's a complete waste of money like JFK was dead at that point and they did frame it in nicely at the end with you know his speech about JFK's speech about getting to the moon and and they did I mean to be fair there's so much to balance and again it, as a movie I think he's so well he's balanced it so well but yeah it's, for me it did actually and I think this is a sign of a good movie it did really bring up kind of more existential questions for me and made me made me kind of a little bit depressed and like really contemplative and, and I do think I, he was dead right to posit that because another filmmaker mightn't have put any of that framing in at all um, so there, there was I, a great... I enjoyed how he did
0: it yeah I, I totally agree and I i um. There was a great little moment from uh, the writer Kurt Vonnegut, which looked like real news footage. It was
1: real news footage, yeah.
0: Um, of him And saying, he said,
1: sort out New York before you get to the moon. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. I'd rather, like, New York. Because New York be
0: safe. in the 60s and 70s was, uh, like, totally ridden with crime.
1: Yeah. And so, and there was So, again, I, I I do admire. I mean, he he's achieved a lot. Like, for somebody's third film, it's, like, unbelievable, really.
0: So, yeah, I think total, totally knocked it out of the park. I think I'd be have no trouble saying people should watch this and go see it on the big screen because
1: apparently the iMac shot incredible. beautifully.
0: Yeah. The cinematographer, uh, some Swedish dude, um, some Swedish dude, <laughs> some Swedish dude. I actually wrote down some of the crew's name because I was going to call them out and then I forgot. Um, but he's he, he's actually done all of um Damien Chazelle's movies and I think it's r- shot really beautifully. It just looks
1: it looks great, it
0: looks like real life. The production design as well, I mean, I, I'm not intimately familiar with the the NASA program and the Apollo stuff but the you're not
1: intimately familiar with it aren't you
0: no but the, 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 but the all the um, the equipment nothing looked really high tech it looked very grounded and all nuts and bolts and very um... there's
1: a big documentary that um, released last week celebrating the 60th anniversary of NASA and it's called like Above and Beyond and it was um, Discovery brought it out and that, got quite, that was quite a big deal, I think, for people who are interested in, in looking at the specifics of that footage and stuff. Now, now after seeing this movie I might actually go and watch it.
0: But actually, I know we spent a lot of time talking about how, and this is why it's such an interesting topic, how um, it, it, it kind of is a waste of money and focus on, focus on fixing your own problems first, but when you take it out of any worldwide context and you look at what those people achieved in NASA at that time, with nothing but maths and engineering and human oh, yeah. spirit and determination and people died doing this and it's like it is just in- and that's that inspires you and that makes you think human beings are so incredible when we just work together and have a goal and a project no matter what the uh, sort of genesis for that project is or the well, intention project. Of it. in this
1: instance is project genesis
0: no it was Gemini Gemini oh, it. did Look it bother you that it was really called covered. they were calling it Gemini when it should clearly be pronounced Gemini yeah
1: they were saying like Gemini Cricket that did bother <laughs> me okay we need to go though. yeah we've been talking yeah, for ages yeah. anyway
0: I just loved this
1: movie okay. I, I didn't love it but I strongly recommend it okay okay
0: please follow us at the cinema Isle <laughs> on Facebook Twitter and Instagram um, please let us know please this, the hashtag starts now hashtag Cathy stop using your phone That's in the not cinema a hashtag. please it's it's catchy I work in social media marketing. Can
1: you imply like I'm some rude person who sits next to loads of people and is on their phone for the whole movie? I'm not. Nobody could see me on my phone.
0: Oh, well, that's the real question here. Is is Cathy okay to do that if no, if she's not in plain sight of anybody? That's an interesting topic.
1: Or in any sight, not just plain sight.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, and please do subscribe to us and, and leave us a review. Um, and thank you
1: yes, for leave listening. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, please. We would muchly appreciate it if you It do. really helps us out. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everyone. A rat didn't bit my sister now with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms begin to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know the man that sucked my rent last night? Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me. Because Whitey's on the moon. but yeah. well, I was already giving him like 50 a week, and uh Whitey's on the moon.